0: Bloom's Taxonomy and how it supports the core knowledge and competencies for early childhood, school age and youth professionals, and the paths to quality standards. Benjamin Bloom is the educational psychologist who edited the first volume of the Taxonomy of Educational Objectives, The Classification of Educational Goals, which classified learning objectives according to a rubric that has come to be known as Bloom's Taxonomy. Bloom's taxonomy is not a philosophy, rather it is a classification system. By classifying learning objectives in this way, teachers can ensure that students are exposed to higher order thinking skills, or thinking skills beyond recall and memorization. The hierarchy within Bloom's taxonomy is broken into three learning domains, cognitive or thinking, affective or feeling, and psychomotor or doing. Each domain corresponds to different levels of learning. Since 1956, Bloom's taxonomy has remained unchanged with two exceptions. The names were changed from nouns to verbs, synthesis was changed to evaluation, and create was moved to the highest level of the domain. The structure of the revised taxonomy table matrix provides a clear, concise visual representation of the alignment between standards and educational goals, objectives, products, and activities. The revised version provides the verbs for each indicator. As verbs, these indicators clearly define measurable student outcomes that can be observed or assessed at each level of the hierarchy and are helpful to teachers who develop unit goals and objectives that focus on what students should know and be able to do. As a hierarchy, in most cases, each indicator will be met before the next indicator can be realized. While most people believe there is only one taxonomy, there are actually three. The cognitive domain, the first and most well-known, is focused on intellectual skills, such as critical thinking, problem-solving, and creating a knowledge base. Remembering is retrieving, recognizing, and recalling relevant knowledge from long-term memory. Examples include memorizing a poem, recalling state capitals, and remembering a math formula. Understanding is constructing meaning from oral, written, or graphic messages through interpreting, exemplifying, classifying, summarizing, inferring, comparing, or explaining. Examples include organizing the animal kingdom based on a given framework, illustrating plot of a simple story. Applying is carrying out or using a procedure through executing or implementing. Examples include using a formula to solve a problem, selecting a design to meet a purpose, or reconstructing a passage of a new law through a given government system. Analyzing is breaking material into constituent parts, determining how the parts relate to one another and to an overall structure or purpose through differentiating, organizing, and attributing. Examples include identifying the parts of democracy, explaining how the steps of the scientific process work together, or identifying why a machine isn't working. Evaluating is making judgments based on criteria and standards through checking and critiquing. Examples include making a judgment regarding an ethical dilemma, interpreting the significance of a given law of physics, illustrating the relative value of a technological innovation in a specific setting, say farming, for example. Creating is putting elements together to form a coherent or functional whole, reorganizing elements into a new pattern or structure through generating, planning, or producing. Examples include designing a new solution to an old problem that honors or acknowledges the previous failures, deleting the least useful arguments in a persuasive essay, or writing a poem based on a given theme and tone. While most of Bloom's notoriety is based on his cognitive domain, how someone feels about learning has a big impact on how willing they are to pursue learning. In fact, the affective domain can significantly enhance, inhibit, or even prevent student learning. Therefore, the affective domain focuses on the attitudes, values, interests, and appreciation of learners. The hierarchy associated with it begins with receiving and listening to information and extends to characterization or internalizing values and consistently acting upon them. It focuses on allowing learners to understand what their own values are, how they develop over time, and how they can be put into action for the benefit of others. Receiving is the lowest level of the affective domain. It is simply the awareness of feelings and emotions and involves passively paying attention and being aware of certain ideas, material, or phenomena. Examples include listening attentively to someone, watching a movie, listening to a lecture, or watching waves crash on the sand. Responding involves actively participating in the learning process. Examples include having a conversation, participating in a group discussion, giving a presentation, complying with procedures, or following directions, particular object, phenomenon, behavior, or piece of information. Examples include proposing a plan to improve team skills, supporting ideas to increase proficiency, or informing leaders of possible issues. Organizing involves putting together different values, information, and ideas then relating them to already held beliefs to bring it into an internally consistent philosophy. The focus of this level is on comparing, relating, and assessing values to create that unique value system. Examples include spending more time studying than playing sports, recognizing the need for balance between work and family, or prioritizing time effectively to meet goals. Characterizing is about internalizing values. It means acting consistently in accordance with a set of values you have internalized or your philosophy of life. Essentially, you internalize values and let them control or guide your behavior. Examples: You spend time with your family, you refrain from using profanity, and you make friends based on personality and not looks. The psychomotor domain addresses the learner's ability to accomplish physical tasks and perform movements and skills. Recent studies have found that incorporating movement activities in the elementary classroom shows promise as a way to boost student interest, motivation, and learning. It has been found to lead to improvements in content knowledge, skills, and test scores in core subjects such as mathematics and reading fluency. Reflex movements are those that are not learned. Examples include reacting or responding to outside stimuli. Basic fundamental movements include movements such as walking or grasping. Examples include grasping an object, throwing a ball or walking. Perceptual abilities are a response to stimuli such as visual, auditory, kinesthetic or tactile discrimination. Examples include tracking a moving object, catching a ball, drawing or writing. Physical abilities include the stamina that must be developed for further development, such as strength and agility. Examples include gaining strength, running a marathon, or building endurance. Skilled movements are advanced learned movements, as one would find in sports or acting. Examples include using an advanced series of integrated movements, performing a role in a stage play, or playing in a set of series in a sports game. Non-discursive communication is using effective body language, such as gestures and facial expressions. Examples include expressing oneself by using movements and gestures, arranging, composing, or interpreting. PTQ Raters in Action As PTQ Raters, you are called on to review lesson plans as part of the observation process. When reviewing learning outcomes, teachers should be choosing verbs that best describe what is expected. For instance, for remember, you should see words like consider, define, identify, list, recall, recognize, or match. During observations, use the Bloom's Taxonomy Cheat Sheet, an attachment in your file, to check the level that most questions are coming from. In younger classrooms, questions will typically fall in the remembering and understanding domains. However, as you move to fours and pre-K classrooms, Teachers should be challenging children's thinking with some higher-order questioning. They should be challenged to think beyond remembering and understanding, to applying, analyzing, evaluating, and even creating. A wonderful video that illustrates how this is happening in some preschools is included in the PowerPoint. The following suggestion can be offered to teachers who are desiring to expand the types of questions they use in their classrooms. Write questions on index cards, several for each level. Color code each level for easy reference, then attach the cards to a key ring to keep in different learning centers or in your pocket. How does Bloom's Taxonomy relate to the core knowledge and competencies for early childhood, school age, and youth professionals? The Office of Early Childhood and Out-of-School Learning within the Indiana Family and Social Services Administration has employed Bloom's Taxonomy to develop the Indiana core knowledge and competencies for early childhood, school age, and youth professionals. These core knowledge and competencies provide the framework that guides the implementation of Paths to Quality, the statewide quality rating and improvement system for early care and education programs. This tool was developed to help those involved in early care to assess their knowledge and skills and determine areas in need of professional development. How to Bloom's Taxonomy and the core knowledge and competencies for early childhood, school age, and youth professionals Contribute to the Paths to Quality Standards Readiness Checklists, the Bloom's Taxonomy, CKC, and Paths to Quality Crosswalk. Also, an attachment will help you visualize how these resources work together to provide a comprehensive approach to improving child care in the state of Indiana.